Hi, I'm Joshua. I'm Kirsten. I'm Kyla. And this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. All right. All right. Let's get this started. So, I uh, found something about the Baltic Sea anomaly. And um, on June 19th, 2011, a Swedish-based diving team named Ocean X made a discovery in the Baltic Sea. Um, they specialize. The Baltic Sea. I don't fucking know. Bitch. <laughs> in the Baltics, you know. In Is the Baltics. Is that Baltic. by, like, Serbia and stuff? I have absolutely no clue. Maybe by Sweden, because it said Swedish-based diving team. Yeah, it's, yeah. um, okay. the, like, sea between Europe and the Sweden, Finland, Norway. All right. Well, there's a word for that. I can't right. remember what it's called. I was wrong. Alrighty, then. Yeah, I didn't search up where it was. I just found the story. Uh, but they specialize in underwater retrieval of valuable artifacts. Uh, but on the day in question, Ocean X used sonar equipment to identify an unusual 197 foot, exactly 60 meters, diameter cylinder shaped object at the depth of approximately 275 feet. So the team captured a sonar image of it and released it to the press, which caused some people to compare it to the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. Apparently it looks like whatever that is. I've never seen Star Wars, so I don't know. I think that's the big ship. The big cylinder ship. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. I think it's white. I could be wrong. I'm probably I'm wrong. also, I, I'm, I don't want you to go back. Uh, this can be a little caveat. It's sonar. I hate you. <laughs> what did I say? Sonner? Sonner? <laughs> I, I let it go the first time. I, I just figured I would let you know. I, I just wanted to, to tell you. Oh, well, I'm going to keep fucking saying it like that now. Beautiful. Continue. Yeah, she Son likes to bitch. say everything wrong. How many more times does it say that word? <laughs> you say bagels wrong. Do you care? Wait, no. how do you say bagels? Bagels. I see, I see. <laughs> continue. Do you I'm s- not going to comment on do it. You see, do you say grocery bag or grocery bag? <laughs> it's, a bag? Fucking, it's a fucking bagel. A reusable bag. <laughs> no! Bag. Grocery bag. It's bagel. You know, English doesn't make sense. You can't use those two in comparison to justify your bagel. It's bagel. No, no, you can. I appreciate it. It's bagel. Okay. It's just some bagels. So we have that clear. You put grocery items inside of them. Um, yeah. And the bagels. Yeah, exactly. Like cream cheese. Um, fuck. Okay. Ocean X founder Peter Lindbergh responded by saying, First, we thought this was only stone, but it's something else. And since no volcanic activity has ever been reported in the Baltic Sea, the find becomes even stranger. So in 2012, this team returned to the site of the anomaly 
with a collection of 3D seabed scanners and submersible objects. But after reaching the site, the team reported that all of their electronic equipment, including a satellite phone, would not work within 200 meters of the site. So all their shit stopped working when they got too close to it. Was that like just when they were above water or when they like tried to go down to when it? When they tried to go down to it. Pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, how how far is 200 meters? Um, meters is not United States, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, we don't use meters in the United States. In case anyone that's listening didn't know that, in case the United States isn't constantly made fun of for it. Thank you for that. Now I'm trying to see. Um, you, there's three meters in a yard, yeah? 60 meters... Is 197 feet. I still <laughs> that doesn't help me. I don't. Um, that's all I know. So, but yeah, pretty deep, pretty it? deep. Not 200 meters. Crazy, but still pretty deep. That shit's deep, deep. So, <laughs> after closer examination, the anomaly was described as a huge mushroom. What the fuck? So first it was the falcon, and now it's a mushroom. Um, <laughs> with a with a thick pillar rising twenty six feet out of the seabed, with a thirteen foot thick dome on the top. It's a fucking mushroom. So okay. Uh, so mushroom. The team. <laughs> says they observed wall-like features on the formation's surface straight lines right angles and circular shaped stones at the bottom so balls at the the surface the top of it oh i thought you meant like the base of where (laughs) the base of the shaft yeah. Wait. You said it was a mushroom? Wait. Is this a meme, Kyla? <laughs> a little kid drew a mushroom, and everyone's like, is that a mushroom? Is it a mushroom? Yeah. In 2012, it was suggested that the object might be like a Nazi anti submarine defense system that was used during World War II, which had wire mesh to confuse British and Russian submarine radar. Um, If the anomaly is an anti-submarine defense system, the discovery could have historical significance. Uh, It could also help explain why electrical equipment doesn't work near it. But when I heard that, I was like, spaceship. So it's still there? Yeah. And they're not, like, trying to, like, go aboard? No. There. They're, they have a giant mushroom-shaped object that soaks out the top, and they're just letting it hang out. They're they not have they're like a big sea penis, and no one is interested in entering no it. One exactly. They're not like they're driving past it, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna leave it alone." That's like you're fucking. They can't your do car. anything with it. They're all of their electronics shut off. If someone goes in it then, and something happens, they won't know. They can't do anything with it. You can go and touch it. 
And tell us what it feels like. Does it feel like a mushroom or does it feel like metal? Stone or metal. Actually, I don't know. They don't know because they're like, it's like if you are driving your car and this is not finding mushroom. But listen, you drive in your car, you see a giant mushroom, your car stops working because it's electrical. You're not going to go up and see like what the fuck is up with the mushroom. You're just going to be like, I'm going to leave that there and I'm going to walk home. Well, like, I, I think that they just, like, back away, you know? Like, I don't think it just goes from... Mm, I, bye. I don't think it goes from uh, everything's perfectly fine to now there's no power. Okay, you're driving in the desert, so you it's just, like, in the middle of nowhere, and you approach this thing. You just are going to back away. Oh, yeah. Do you generally go inside of random buildings and objects out in the middle of nowhere? One time I was walking through the woods and I seen an abandoned house that was kind of tumbled to the ground and I went and walked around in it. So you walked Okay, to did die. your phone shut off? Because mm-hmm. all their electronics are shutting off. See, I, I, I don't care at that point. Like, I, I still think I wouldn't. I don't trust it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it either, but I'm also a scaredy cat. You were telling me that there's all these military people. They're fucking military people. They're not meant They're not to be scared. Military people. They're but scientists. like, it's there. The military has to know that it's there, and the military is not trying to see what's up. I feel I that's feel weird. Maybe they the know what's up. Maybe they know what it is. So they know more, and they're they just probably not know what it is, and they don't care, or they're it's keeping it top secret. When did the military but, get involved? <laughs> Why? Because yeah, I why just feel we... if there is a giant mystery mushroom thing <laughs> in the ocean, the the military is going to step in. The navy, they someone, they're going to step in and be like, it's not shooting at them. There's no oil there. They're not going to go fucking investigate. But it's a mystery. You yeah. don't think the government's stepping in on mystery? Yeah, but like you think they care about mystery? The military. Yes, they're some aliens. Aliens are mysteries, and you know the military's kidnapping yeah, them. because of weapons. Okay, what if there's a bunch of aliens inside of the mushroom? Fair. All the more reason not to go inside of it. All the more reason for the military to go inside of it, though. Is it, though? Yes! Are they good aliens? The military are nosy-ass motherfuckers. They're controlled by the government. They want to know everything. You don't think that they can see inside of my house right now? I mean, we're, uh, we're all on camera right now. If they want exactly. to. <laughs> exactly. They're nosy. To. They can. They're nosy. Technically, they can. You don't think that sometimes they get a little bored and they're like, let's pop around these different places. You don't think we've shown up on other people's screens and they're like, weird, next. A weird. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Next. You see more fucking dumbasses <laughs> moving on. Uh, that would be. And they're like, that's kind talking of about government conspiracy stuff. Shut it down. That's what happened, Kylo, when you tried like, to record ew. the alien thing so many times. They're like, no, they're no, like, dude, does this no. bitch ever shut the fuck up? <laughs> they're like, why is she fucking trying? <laughs> and then they're like oh, she's trying real hard the third time let's just no one's gonna no one's gonna listen to her just let her do it they're like clearly nobody cares about this podcast she kind of seems like a loser. clearly <laughs> they kind of seem like they don't have any friends i think i think we're good a little bit more about it the story got picked up by um ufologists who claim it's an alien spaceship or government facility 
<laughs> fucking exactly. Government. <laughs> aliens. Everything I literally Okay, said. but you literally just pulled that out of your butthole. But I was <laughs> right. You reached way up there and pulled all that shit out of your asshole. But I was on but something. I was right. Um, so initial reports claim the object to have a staircase, passageways, and a small opening. Um, and it was also suggested that it sits at the end of a large runway. Alien spaceship. Another runway? I know. I'm just walking right into these ones. Yeah, Did you we- are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, in 2012, a series of articles were published that claimed that it was a pile of rocks. And the story's been blurred, but a lot of scientists labeled the object as a cluster of rocks or a sediment deposit. The story's been blurred? Um, so, what I'm getting from this is after the people claimed it as a spaceship, the government was they like- started posting... publishing articles saying that it was just a pile of rocks but why would a pile of rocks make all electronics turn off Um, why would it be shaped like a mushroom yeah i don't know mushroom rocks um so then some scientists labeled it as a cluster of rocks or sediment deposit but Mm -hmm. the location of it is a secret and in 2012, Ocean X reported that a series of U.S. and Russian military exercises were carried out near it. So they are looking into it then. And they're um, just not telling us what it is. Yeah, it just seemed to me like right after the ufologist picked up the story saying that it was um, an alien spaceship or a government facility, they literally just started posting a series of articles saying yeah, that kind it was of like- nothing. Kind of like the idea where people started having conspiracies that actually held water. The government started flooding it with even more ridiculous conspiracy theories to make it all seem like a joke. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. I get it. I believe it. It's true. All right, so I'm doing The Matrix. Um, So this is like how and why people believe that The Matrix is true. And there's a lot of like um, smart people that graduated Harvard and like – taught at oxford and harvard and like professors and what's the word i don't know um so like that they all have this like idea that before the matrix was even a thing we always kind of equated our intelligence to whatever the highest technology was so like when they created aqueducts you know those big tall fucking things before electricity that brought water down to cities do you know what I'm talking about? So when they recreated those, they're like, there's something in the water and it's controlling our minds and it's not real and it's not us. Um, and then when they came out with the telegraph, they did the same thing. They're like, it's the telegraph. It's not us. They're controlling us. We're not in control. And then computers came out and they're like, it's the computers. Computers are controlling us. We are not real. <laughs> there's always been a conspiracy. Yeah, so they always be like, yeah, they're controlling the brain or somehow controlling the nervous system. And um, that kind of led to people believing that maybe the human brain is a computer, you know, it's possible. And then, okay, so Philip K. Dick, he is the person that created the Matrix. He also created Blade Runner and some other 
things. Um, he believes that fiction, religion, and philosophy all kind of went hand in hand. Like, you can't have one without the other. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, religion yeah. is also fiction and philosophy is religion. Philosophy is also fiction and fiction's all that, you know. Um, he theorized, he's the one that theorized and popularized the idea that we were living in a simulation. And this was in like the 70s that he started to come up with uh, this idea. So, and he says like he remembers a different, like some people remember past lives, you know, you remember your old lives. Well, he was like, I remember a different present life. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I don't. Um <laughs> I don't remember my own normal life. <laughs> yeah. Um, really I don't remember anything. <laughs> so he was like, I believe this. I feel it. I feel it in my heart of heart, my truth of truths. And he was like, and I'm sure a lot of other people do. They're just not speaking about it, you know? So he was like, he he did like this press thing. And this was before The Matrix, I think, is when he talked about this. And he was like, listen. This is just what I think. This is what I believe. This is what happened to me. You don't have to believe what I'm saying, but I'm taking it seriously and I'm going to talk about it in a serious manner because it's my truth. And like he wasn't – it didn't seem like he was trying to like spread mass awareness of something. He was just trying to like tell people what he thought and what happened to him. And so sometime in 1974, he had a surgery or something, and I don't know if it was, like, the anesthesia or if they had anesthesia then. I don't fucking know. Or their version of whatever it was back then. I didn't look into it. But he had a flash of a memory from an entirely different present, and that's when he first, like, remembered that not past life, but they remembered a different present life. So then, after that, he wrote an 8,000-page fucking... I don't know what it was, a memoir or something about it. He wrote 8,000 pages about it, trying to understand what the fuck was happening to him. And then in 1999, The Matrix was released. He was remembering two lives at once? So he, like, had a surgery, and then he got flashes of, like, the way that I understand it when people do this is, like, they wake up, and then they're like, damn, my life is not what I just remembered it was. You know what I mean? I had a really long dream one time that was like that. Yeah. Where, like, I lived out an entire apocalypse scenario. So was See, it like, a dream or was it, exactly. was it, or was it just In a the end different of the reality? Dream, I was talking to my father and uh, he's like, I know that you have to, like, go back and stop this. And then at the end of that conversation, I just woke up. It was really fucking weird. See, and like, okay, so this what? is like... This is, like, slightly to do – it goes into it at the end. But, like, I had a dream – this is a little bit more sad. But I had a dream that my grandpa came to me and was, like – he knew he was dead, but he came to me and said some shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's, like, Like, I wish he would have died instead of me. Yeah. (laughs) No. Not at all. He was super nice. (laughs) He made me gifts. (laughs) Handmade. (laughs) Um, so maybe he wasn't dead. He was just in a different reality and he just came to let me know. Love you, girl. (laughs) Um, and then, so then that's when, like, some people are like, huh, the Matrix came out. He wrote this 8,000 page thing and a lot of people started taking it seriously. And a lot of people are like, huh, you know, we're watching this movie and it seems like it could be real. We don't know. 
Um, there's one dude, Paul Good. I don't know if that's how you say it. I'm sorry. Um, he, it's G U D E. Hmm. Yeah, probably good. Dude. <laughs> good. That's good. So, and then the way he thinks of like our world, and like he mentioned this, and I was like, yeah, I can see it. So he thinks that big cities is where all the money and the energy goes in simulation, and they put all the money and time into the big cities. And the only reason that the whole country and stuff isn't super populated is because that would just take way too much time. So they create small towns and less populated areas with a few people, so it's less energy. They're like, you're the people we're not putting a lot of stuff into. You know what I mean? So he thinks that small towns are the easier part of the simulation and bigger towns and cities is where they put most of the energy and time. And like, it'd just be too much energy and time to put focus big populations all over the place. So that's why he thinks that there's only a few big cities. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he's right. Or maybe big cities are just expensive. So, so you might... Uh get to this but does he think that everyone's actually a person no or they're like uh like not real people just like computer generated like npcs or whatever both Both. so i watched it was like a documentary about are we living in the matrix so like there's a couple people that just have small things to say and they hide their identities and stuff because they are like harvard professors and like I don't know, have a standing society or some shit. Mm-hmm. So they kind of hide their identity. Um, but he also thinks that like when we're driving, we're kind of just on like a like a Auto treadmill pilot. type thing. Yeah. And that there's like a smoothie screen moving stuff past us because it's easier just to do like the front part of all this shit that we're passing rather than like actually putting effort into a full town. Almost like I'm um, almost like on a movie set. And that's how he thinks it's like Rick and Morty. When we're driving. I've never seen it. So it's kind of like a a facade. And then um, they know when you're going to stop and get gas. So they put more work into those towns because they're controlling you. So do you think that you like naturally will stop and get gas at random places? Do you think if you just started driving randomly and going to a bunch of gas stations, the simulation would eventually, like, start kind of, like, breaking down? If you... Do you want to try it out tomorrow? I don't know. for sure, for sure. I don't know, because, like, isn't the idea that they're controlling us? Well... Like, they're running our life, like, we're their Sims character? I don't think... Because that would be less like we're in a simulation and that we aren't real people. I think that we're in a simulation is like the world isn't like real. The world is like a computer program and we're just like in the computer program. I feel like some of them have a mix of both. Mm -hmm. I don't know. All right. So then um, Alex Levine, he is a graduate from Harvard. And the reason why he thinks it's possible, because if you think about it, okay, thinking of how much technology we have and as far as it has come in the realities of games and how it can seem super fucking real sometimes, that it's possible that there's also just a shit ton of realities based on one reality. You know what I mean? I was watching um, a video that was saying, this girl was saying something about how... 
Yep, just lost my train of thought. The Multiverse? Yeah! There's a movie coming out on Friday called um, Everywhere, Everyone, All at the Same Time that kind of talks about, like, how many different versions of you that Wanna there go see are. It? Wait, yes. wait, does it look good? Yes. 10 out of 10. Can we FaceTime? During the yes, movie? Yes, I will FaceTime I'm during the movie. Get kicked out instantaneously. Yes. Elon Musk pops in here and there and says some shit. Um, he says that, so like, that the multiverse, that there's a bunch of different realities. And also, Elon Musk is like, the odds of us being in the base reality is one in fillions. Oh. With an F. Well, it's like, what do you consider the base reality? Like, what the, what they're modeling all these is. other realities off of? Fillery. So there is one real <laughs> reality that's not part of the Matrix that is real. You know what I mean? She said billions. It just made me think of Fillery. I, I didn't know even know means. you watched that show. We watched it together. The Matrix? Oh. What the fuck is Fillery? We literally fucking watched it together. I came over. I told you I to can't your watch house, that show. To your <laughs> house. Mine? No, him. Sorry, um, I don't remember the reality. You know. You. I think I'm remembering now. Cunt. I apologize. You can't. I remember. I remember. I remember. I apologize. You're pretending like you remember now. No, no. Now I you're do. a cunt and a liar. <laughs> no, I, I'm not lying. Did you ever watch the last season though? Because I think that you came over at like the end of season two. I think I did, yeah. And then there's Nick Bastrom. Bostrom? I don't know. Um, he's an Oxford professor and he also, I think, worked at Harvard and graduated from Harvard. He wrote a whole hypothesis and I only wrote some things down because he said a lot of stuff that. I didn't retain because there's big words. There's big, big words. Um, So he's like, if we're living in a simulation, there's three possibilities. So there's one that one. Did I say simulation? I wrote simulation. You wrote simulation. (laughs) Okay. He wrote a hypothesis about wondering if we're living in a simulation and there's three possibilities. So that they have um, one of them's that. They have technological, wow, technological, I can't say it. Tech, oh my God. Technological. Technological. Technological, I, I can't, technological. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Um, development and go extinct before they reach technological maturity. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I, I feel like I can't say you, it. You said it right. You just, I mean, you sounded like you were struggling. I am struggling. Okay. And then another one, there is, I'm just going to change how I'm saying it. And and two, there is a lot of technologically advanced places and everyone loses interest because it's reached, it's, we're just not interested in anymore. Um, so we lose interest in creating simulations. I wrote simulations there. I think my autocorrect kind of was like, we're going to fuck it up sometimes. Because I said simulations there, and the next one is stimulations. <laughs> We're getting stimulated. Simulations, stimulations, um, stimulated by the simulation. The Matrix. <laughs> um, so the third one is that we are in a simulation, and that's that. That was confusing. Wait, what were the first two? The first two were not us being in a simulation? So, uh, the yeah, I guess. So there's one where we're just not 
technologically advanced enough that we just can't be in a simulation because we're not there yet. And the next one is that we are so technologically advanced that we're just not interested in creating simulations. And then the third one is that we are just in a simulation. So Elon Musk points out that we are getting so good at the graphics and sometimes it's hard to determine reality from what's real in some ways, I guess. Like there is some shit that like people are are creating video games that look like almost like real life people but there's always usually an uncanny aspect to them or you know what people can draw with paint people that look at like real life pictures that's called painting and that's pretty fucking close to me a show on netflix i saw that love death and robots very weird show one of my friends started showing me yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's all drawn, and it's like super hyper realistic. It's a, it's uncanny. Yeah. yeah, like how Polar Express. <laughs> is. Yeah, but uh, Polar, Polar Express, Express is, is a lot creepy. creepier. That's very yeah. creepy. It's creepy. I like that movie. I like that movie. I, you can like it. I like that movie. It's I'm not so saying that creepy. it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that. I don't it's think creepy. it's creepy. To me, yeah, I would put that on for you any really child. It as a child, you're like, this is just kind of weird. But, like... <laughs> oh, I've... I, like... um, I know children that get, like, scared yeah. by the movie based off how people look in it. But in my head, I'm like, it's a good kid, it's a good kid movie. So, like I said, the thought that we've been living in a reality that's not real has been around for a really long time. So, it kind of seems... Like, religion also kind of thinks this. You know what I mean? Like, so I haven't really read the Bible. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm saying I'm sorry. Because I'm going to speak about it, but I don't actually know what's in it. Um, So, like, based off what I hear, that you can't actually see angels in their true forms, right? Or is that Um, Yeah, I think because, like, it made them, like, blind or something. There's a story about that. So, like, and then we die to go to the forever, the real place. So it's, like, kind of like our lives here kind of aren't our real lives because we're waiting until we die to live the rest of our real life. You know what I mean? The eternal life. Yeah. So, like, that's also kind of, like, a way of, like, it's not real. Mm -hmm. Um. So... People also kind of be like, oh, maybe we're just part of a game. And if there's, so this is what one person has kind of put it to. So if you're playing a simulation game, um, like Minecraft, Animal Crossing, Sims, etc. So you are the main player and their thought is like how you were saying, how you are in control of that reality, but everyone else in the game is fake. You know mm. what I mean? And then there's um, people animals whatever they're called in the game don't know that they're real and so like they don't have consciousness so like do you think that the the npcs know their npcs no yes do you think somebody some computer programs telling kyla to be a fucking weirdo yes (laughs) (laughs) so they think that like um so if you're, like, putting that to our life, our real life, quote-unquote, or the Matrix life that we're in right now, the people that, like, we talk to, like, small talk version type people, like, you know, people like gas station, how are you, how's your day, have a good day, blah, blah, blah. Those are not real people, and they have a set, like, you know how you're talking to people on a game? 
Yeah. <laughs> I worked at a gas station. <laughs> Maybe the workers are real, but not all of the customers are. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think it depends on no, your those, perspective. Those late night and, like, you think were real. Maybe your little brother has something going. Maybe he really is the only real person. Some of them are real. But they're like, so you're having small talk with these people and those aren't the real people because they have like, when you're playing a game, you can like say this, say this, or say this. There's like, Mary said, how are you doing today? And then you have certain things. So like those types of interactions are not with real people. That's how I'm going to live my life. And then they think, well, do it up. So they also think that deja vu, you know, we've all had her, we love her, experience her all the time. I hope you guys have. Stop looking at me like that. I hope you had deja vu. You can't tell me you've never had deja vu. I haven't, but it's a weird thing to hope for. You haven't? Or no, sorry, I have. Oh, okay. But it's a weird thing to be like, I hope you have deja vu. Well, because I just feel like it's a feeling everyone should experience. Um, so the thought is that the only reason that we have that is because it's a glitch in the simulation and that their code is being altered. So it kind of like fucks with our memory a little bit. And we're like, wait, didn't this happen? But something happened. The code got altered. So we had to like go back and we're remembering part of the other reality that they fixed. I don't it's know. like the uh, Mandela effect. Yep. Too. So literally the next thing, um, and this also goes into the Mandela effect because they kind of like, this can be part of the matrix with the whole parallel universe and shit. And it just makes sense that there's multiple simulations that are like our reality, but different. And that's how like things keep changing is because they keep intertwining, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah. So some people believe that Elon Musk is a player and he knows that we are in the Matrix and it keeps dropping hints and we're just not picking it up on it or not taking it seriously. But some of these uh, Harvard professors and graduates and smart people that hid their faces because they're like, we're too smart to let people know that this is what we really think, I guess. Um, They're like, okay, let's say, yes, all of it is real. Let's say we could prove the Matrix is real. Do we want to do that? Because there has been real life people, quote unquote, who knows if they're real, you know, we're talking about the Matrix, that think they're in a game. So they either kill people or steal airplanes because they're like, it's a game. It's not real. And then the guy that stole an airplane was literally on the phone with the cops and was like, it's like a game. This isn't real. It's a game. And then crashes and dies. Nice. And then there's all these people that like act, that are openly like, if this was a simulation, I would kill people because it's not real. So who cares? And like, on the off chance that this is real life and we're not part of a simulation, we shouldn't let people think that. So they're like, let's say we can't prove it's real. Other than those few crazy people that are going to do fucked it's up shit because it's a game. How much from your... How much of your, and I say this all the time to people that are way too in conspiracy theories, if you can prove it's real, how much of your day-to-day life is going to change? None of it. Exactly. 0%. Mine's not going to. I'm going to keep I living mean, how I'm living you it. Could, you could just, like, turn into, like, a really shit person. Yeah, with the like, exception of those shitty-ass people. Josh is Hey, I don't want to, uh, exactly... I can be even worse. All right. 
I'm going to read one Matrix story because I love them and they freak me out and I love it. I haven't read this one. I just randomly picked it. So if it's bad, I apologize. So this says, this happened about three months ago. This was posted two days ago. So it's a new one. And I don't know where to begin because I'm still trying to comprehend what I saw. I'm working with my boss in the back warehouse where we have a bright tank, carbonating beer and hard seltzer type thing. Ooh. I want to work there. Just kidding. I just want free shit. Um, with a pressure gauge connected to the tank and the gauge was laid down connected to the tube to the tank. So we had to pick the gauge up and read it, you know, make sure it's not going to explode. My boss bends down and grabs the gauge to read it and he immediately retracts his hand when he touches it, either the gauge or surface below it. I'm not sure. Um, saying, ouch, describing what he said felt like a shock or a needle or, or something prick a or a piece of glass into his finger. And I saw it too. I saw the skin split, the blood beginning to well up, then immediately it all disappeared. The cut itself was large enough so that it would have blood for at least 20 to 30 seconds, like a paper cut. That's not big. Okay. Um, what man. Paper cut like? He's like, it was so big. It was like a paper it was cut. Huge. So big. It's like six inches. Six inches. <laughs> I could see the two separate bits of skin and blood begin to well. I was right next to him, but then it disappeared. His skin had no blemish at all. Okay, your boss is a vampire. Um, My boss starts to prick at his finger, presumably to remove the piece of glass, and then he, in surprise tone, actually says something along the lines of, it's gone? Referring to the cut. Even after this, immediately... Or even after admitting this, he tries to find the glass in his finger. Here's the kicker. There was never any glass broken in the location. I, I watched the entire facility get rented and set up, and we have never dropped glass anywhere or broken it on the spot where he got pricked. When this incident occurred, we both were baffled. It felt like I just witnessed my boss get cut and not... It felt like... Well, you did see him. Okay. This guy um, get cut and not getting a cut at the same time. It's as if the tip of one reality made contact with the tip, you know, tip of the finger on the other, then split apart instantaneously. Perhaps in another reality, there was a sliver of glass <laughs> there from breaking something and it got missed when sweeping it up. But I'm certain not in ours. And the cut I saw was too deep to close up in a split second. But I love I love I want to be a Matrix, Matrix stories. Story. I used to read them to Kyla on the phone and we'd be like, I forgot about that. That was super creepy. I'd be at work oh. and I'd be like, yeah. why did you do that? Yeah. And then she'd be like, I have to drive home after this on a bike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on a bike. Oh my God. I did. Uh, I have to bike home in so, um, California. That's the Matrix story. I'm setting it up for the future if I ever get sick and break out in hives again and I don't have time to write a story, I'm just going to hop on and read some Matrix stories because they're my favorite. My story, I was going to talk about goblins. Um, so goblins are a European kind of folklore. <laughs> um, first kind of came around in the Middle of Ages. In the Middle, in the middle Ages. And they were always described as just being, like, weird little, like, 
mischievous spirits. They were always kind of displayed as like they would always come and make mischief, make trouble. And um like a fairy. Exactly. They are commonly used as a blanket term for all small fae creatures and um the term is kind of used to like goblin like which is just uh you know they're like basically like tiny hairy like people with weird faces really don't know how else one time one time i was really drunk and no one that's listening to this is going to be able to see it but i was drinking and i was at a party and i was it was a long time ago, and I was, like, doing something weird, and I was like, ah! and everyone was like, oh, my God, you look like a goblin. <laughs> very apt, very apt. Uh, can you do it again? Okay, so we'll, we'll put that screenshot on our Instagram. Uh, this is what a goblin looks like? Yeah. Anyway, uh... Goblin, the word for goblin came around, um, it kind of came from an old French word, which had been the name of the devil or demon haunting um, the country in Normandy. I don't know what the city is, Evro, Evro, I don't know. Um, And it could also be related to the German kobold, which is another kind of sprite it's very similar and is sometimes used interchangeably with goblins that was in germany but basically they were just little mischievous house spirits that caused a bunch of issues and a lot of them were uh, given kind of like names and some there some of them were like common goblins like they would have like a specific one in the area um so one of them that I saw was named Earl King. And he was a sinister elf, is what they yes. say. So like an elf goblin who stalked children who stayed in the woods too long um, and could kill well, them with a single touch. This sounds like a story parents told their children to make sure they came home in time. But um, it was like considered like the name the king of the fairies or something along those lines was basically just like this goblin dude that stalked the woods. And they actually made a statue of him. Yes! In um, Keltern, Germany. And it's a really weird, like, it's super fucking old. Um, So you can't really make out too, too many details, but they actually made a statue in dedication of this goblin. Kind of like Krampus. And just they like, like evil yeah. things the fact that their he kids. Existed. Yeah. Man, honestly. Um, in, in, in like Europe, European countries, hell fucking yeah, and I absolutely love it. I'm so here for it. I wish I grew up believing in Krampus. That would have been funny as fuck. It honestly would have. Oh, no. <laughs> there also were some um, goblins or some other like folklore that came around in, like, Spain and Portugal. And um, one of them was the Trasgu, which is the name of um, just, like, a mythological creature in several cultures, again, like Spain, in, like, that area of Europe. And um, basically, he would be a... Domestic goblin with a mischievous and nervous character. Yes, <laughs> it was so like 
when we say domestic goblin, we're talking about household. like, a like house. it would live in the house. Yeah, so like it was like their was, cat. Yeah, nice. it is often represented uh, as a tiny man who limps with his right leg, has dark wait, skin, wears is red kind clothes, of like and hat. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, I was like, I know I'm hearing like also like in. I feel like in a lot of like little kid stuff when they're talking about witches, women are witches and the men are goblins, or is it something else? Exactly. Warlocks. I feel like I've heard women goblins, are witches, though. men are goblins. Men are fucking trash. <laughs> I'm going with that. I'm going with that. Uh, anyway, a lot of like just like if noises happened in the middle of the night, or if like things weren't in the same place as you remember where they were when you went to bed. That was all attributed to them. Um, And it also said that he enters homes at night (laughs) while the inhabitants are sleeping. And if he's mad, he'll just break shit. Like, he'll break random shit in the kitchen. He'll go, like, spook your animals outside. This is documentation of my life as a child. Spill water and, like, mess up, like, clothes. Just, like, throw them around. And all of the stuff, it never would, like, damage everything. Well, like, the kitchen vessels, it would, like, break. But it wouldn't, like, do anything crazy. Um, But it says if you treat him well, that he will do house chores during the night. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck yeah! What do I gotta do, I bake him a dinner? It just says treat him well. And if he only comes into the house at night, I assume it's, like, Santa. You just leave cookies on the window. So, oh, I made some creme brulee and it was really creme good. I could have left that out for him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there's a little part on like how to uh, get rid of him. And it says like, even if you move, he'll just follow you. And um, there's a story that some people left a house and just abandoned it entirely because of him. And on their way to the new house, the woman said, have we left anything? And the the uh, Trasgu, like, little goblin thing was following him and answered, you left the lamp, but I'm carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> what a cute little fella. <laughs> very helpful, very helpful. Yeah. At least it wasn't a child. left the lamp, but I'm carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Because <laughs> you know what? I leave the house for getting some shit a lot, and I have to yeah, get around. Yeah, so if you ever try to get away from oh. a goblin, they'll make sure you get the rest of your household items. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, I kind of wish I had a goblin as a household I pet hope it fucks your shit up. So. But, like, I I, like co- I bake a lot. I can leave cookies no. out every night, and mm. it'll look clean. Uh, maybe, I just wanted maybe. to, like... Oh, I bake up lot. in the middle of the night screeching or something. <laughs> it says uh, in order to get rid of one, you have to request an impossible task, like bringing a basket of water from the ocean. Um, it says picking up a millet from the floor. What's that? Um, What's a millet? I want to say it's a type of nail, but let me double check right real quick. Oh, no, it's like wheat. It's like uh, a grain. Very tiny. It looks like couscous. But anyway, it said that he couldn't pick it up because he had a hole in his hand. Um, yes! And so when he tried to pick it up, it would just fall through the holes in his hand. 
and then um, whitening a Did he have holes in his hand? Did they give him holes in his no, hand? No, I think it just said that that was how he was They described. crucified him. He had a hole they're in like, his it, hand. They're like, they're like, give me your hand. Boop, 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 Honestly. boop, boop. Now go pick up some couscous. But uh, it says that because he thinks that he can do anything, he'll accept. And when he tries and fails, he... Uh, his pride is hurt, and he'll just leave and not come back. Oh. So he will also become spooked if somebody falsely recreates actions of a proper goblin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? I, I don't know, but apparently they're just calling him a shitty goblin. <laughs> and so he gets scared if uh, he thinks there's a real goblin nearby. That's fantastic. So, like, in the way, if, like, the way I'm picturing it is, like, with dudes, if you're, like, you're a shitty dude, and then, like, a better guy comes in, and they're, like, that's a real man. Basically, yeah. <laughs> or, like, uh, you know, like, the people, and then, like, where you're just, like, oh, yeah, like, can you buy this for me, or do you want to go do this? And they're, like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they can't, and instead of saying anything, they just disappear they from the universe. They go to get like some that. milk, and they can't, uh, they go can't to get handle some the milk and, you know, yeah. Gotta say, I'll be the best dad ever, and then, you know, off into the universe, you'll never see him again. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's wild. That that's why happen. men disappear. Honestly. Exactly. They're embarrassed that they don't even know what kind of milk to get. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Because they didn't have cell phones back then. They couldn't just call their wives and ask. Vitamin D. If I get the wrong one, that she's going to yell at me. I don't want to get the wrong one. Is it even worth going home? No. And then they just you should just buy every kind of milk then. Come home with the wrong gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you come home with every gallon of milk so you know one of then them is you're right? Money. Then you, but you can if then you can drink the gone. other ones. So um, I, there's no more stories about specific goblins, but I'll just touch very briefly on the red cap goblins. There Ooh. wasn't a ton of information, but uh, it was a type of like murder goblin that was yes. in. And they said that, like, they inhabited castles along the Anglo-Scottish border, which I don't know exactly where that is, somewhere between, like, Scotland and England. Um, I actually think it is the border between Scotland and England. That, um, um, I picture it in my head. And that they were especially common where there was a lot of tyranny or wicked deeds. But it said that it was known for soaking their cap in the blood of the victim. <laughs> And that's Ooh. why, like, it's called a red cap because they would just like soak Ooh. their hat in blood. Nice. Um, Sometimes I do that. Okay. I wonder. I wonder if you have enough different kinds of bloods. If it's harder to tell whose blood is whose. Honestly. Like, if you mix bloods, can you separate the the, the DNA, no. or is it kind of just like if you have a puddle of blood and it's two people's bloods, are you able to tell? The different kinds of blood. Uh, yes, but also no. It's not like the DNA okay. mixes, but like they would have to get a sample of like one or the other, basically. Like okay. whenever they get it to that level, only one or the other would be there. I'm pretty sure. Can you imagine in this day and age, someone does that and they're like, "I didn't kill anybody." Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna mix my blood with someone's blood if I kill them. Thank Honestly, this is a fashion statement. Oh, I am always joke about how when I go on dates, I'm going to fill necklaces up with my blood or fake blood, depending on how much I trust people. Because also, if I give them my blood, they can plant my blood at the scene of a crime, and that seems sketchy. Also, but know, just pretend. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. <clears throat> but I could do fake blood and give it to them in a necklace and tell them that it's my blood and be like, here you go. What if they just took a sip of it? Like, <laughs> What if they just opened it and took a little sippy sip? I would really hope that then it was my own blood because I don't think you can drink fake blood. A little blood. sippy sip! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do it. The next day I go on, I'm going to... Probably not with my blood. No. I'm going to bring a vial with blood in it, and I'm going to be like, here you go. I'll be like, this is the blood of my ex-boyfriend. Here you go. And I'm going to be like, here's my blood. I want you to have it. Ten out of ten. So if you got a blood transfusion, and then, like, very quickly Ooh. after, like, committed a murder and bled a little bit, what are the chances that they accidentally, like, take the blood and the blood that's circulating in them is, like, still somebody else's? Um, Can you repeat? Change? I'm sorry. No, no. I don't your understand. D- I think if it's right away, it's not going to change your own DNA. Yeah, because I don't think it changes I think you would like, have DNA. to have... I think you would have to have a really big blood transfusion for it to change any part of well, you. Well, I don't think it would change, but, like, if you, like, it got cut, like, if you literally got a transfusion and, like, let's say you were in, like, some accident or somebody tried to murder you, okay, and then you go and murder them, but they, like, cut you and it bleeds, what if they test the blood and they, like, get some of the transfusion blood? And they think it's, like, the other person right. because they only test, like, a certain amount of the blood. I think it depends on how far the blood has passed through your heart and then back into your body and also how much blood you got well, that you I received in the first place. it would have to be, like, in however long it takes for Wait. the blood cells to die because it's not like they change. Does blood not, does blood not have DNA in it? Yeah, it does. Okay. So you'd get someone's DNA? So, red blood cells last about 120 days. Oh. And so, you know how, like, your cells are replaced, like, every seven years? It's, like, one of those things. Like, you have whoever is a blood in the interim, but it'll just slowly die off. And then, like... So if you're going to do a crime, do it after, after a blood transfusion. Within 120 days of a blood transfusion, the earlier the this better. This says the donor yeah, DNA the first day. and blood transfusion recipients persist for a number of days, sometimes longer, but it's present. Ooh. It didn't finish loading. See, you can get away with yeah. Um, Josh, would you rather wear a significant other's vial of blood or a tooth as a piece of jewelry? Uh, probably the vial of blood. I feel like it's, like, separated same, same, same. more. I don't know if I would, like, a tooth against my skin. Oh, I think a vial of blood is slightly more romantic than a tooth. Uh, <laughs> I could, like, think, like, yeah, no, it's still weird. But you can find a way to make it kind of be like, oh, in case she dies, at least I'll have her For blood. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. For- 
lube. And then, like, doesn't blood go bad eventually? <laughs> like, just, like, turn black Well, you seal it. You, <laughs> you seal it nice and tight so it doesn't like go toy. bad. Toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would wear a tooth, but I think I'd rather like wear MGK blood. And Megan? Also, like... I well, I, I think it's a little I think it's a little easier to get like a vial that you can hide the blood like it could be a little bit more discreet than a tooth like a tooth is a tooth it's out there you can't so hide that imagine, as much imagine you're you're getting married and a man proposes to you and it's a, a tooth that has been shaped into like a ring like not the whole what thing kind of- like a regular ring but the tooth is like in place of the gem. Please. I would say I would rather them leave the tooth as is. Flee the Just country. And don't shave it down. Flee the country. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work to shave down a tooth. And you so might as then, well just keep the tooth so as a tooth. So then you have a tooth and then you just, you know, put it into the ring. You know, maybe a couple of drops yeah. of blood on it just for... for yeah. I have, I have pictures of said jewelry with the teeth. I will post them and I will send them. Perfect. Perfect. Well, if you needed because... to know, Kyla's ring size is a six. I learned that today. <laughs> yep. If anyone would like to make toothy jewelry, he would love to accept it. If I no, made my tooth if, into a ring, would you wear it, Kyla? Because you love rings. If people actually made me, like, real tooth jewelry, I think I might wear it just to fuck with people. But, like, especially if it was I mine? I suppose. It'll be my wisdom it's, tooth. I don't I'm know how pretty wisdom like, teeth are. I mean, are, I so. guess it's gonna kind of add to, like, the amount of people that don't want to talk vibe. to me just because of me as a person. So, I mean, I feel like that would add It'll to be a this. conversation starter. It it's will like, be oh, a I like your ring. Where is it from? Nice conversation. Oh, it's a I Rumsey never original. want to talk to her again after this conversation, which actually wouldn't be that bad. So what I'm hearing, you make this tooth ring, and then, you know, Kylie gets old and dies eventually. And then the tooth <laughs> ring just goes to Salvation Army, and <laughs> somebody just... Has your tooth ring later? You know what? I actually, yeah. Merry Christmas. Here's my tooth. I think I have some. Of You're my getting more into teeth. it. Oh. We have our Instagram, the Weird and Suspicious, and the Weird and Sus at Twitter. And if you want to email us, the Weird and Suspicious at gmail.com. I am Kirsten. I'm Joshua. I'm Kyla. Fuck you, Joshua. I'm Joshua. That's I'm Kyla. That's weird. That's suspicious. Have a good night. Have a good night.